Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. This week, it's going to be KC and I. Uh, we're going to be talking about just our year uh, with the Rabbit Hole Show, the podcast, because uh, today is uh, October 12th, and it's been exactly a year since we've started uh, the podcast. And just want to have you all kind of join us as we talk about this past year and what it's been like for us and the journey that we've been on this year. and the growth that we've had. So uh, Casey uh, is here with me today. He's not uh, behind the computer. Nope, I'm here. <laughs> um, so it's been a good year. Um, and before we get yeah. st- started, I'm going to read the mission statement again in case there's any new listeners uh, who haven't heard it. Um, the Rabbit Hole Show, a mental health podcast founded by Charles Height and Casey Rippey, was created as a platform for sharing stories. Like many, Charles believed he was alone in his struggles. He aimed to keep his depression, anxiety, and addiction hidden, only making things worse. Last year, Charles found himself at rock bottom and knew he had to make a change to save his life. We all have a story. We all struggle. The good news is we're not alone in the battle. Come join the Rabbit Hole Show community with weekly episodes of vulnerability, accountability, encouragement and hope so welcome to episode 46 y'all and 46 uh, yeah so what's it been like for you just this past year casey kind of as we get started just talking about well i guess so lot what was what episode was i on where i kind of episode 11 episode 11 so go check that out if y'all haven't heard casey's kind of story and yeah that's uh, kind of the uh, the marker you know so At that point last year, you know, I was, you know, separated going through a divorce and all of that and trying to rebuild my life and stuff. And um, this year has been in a lot of ways. I mean, it's been an amazing year. It's been, you know, one of the hardest years that I've ever, you know, had to go through, especially by myself or away from, you know, my marriage. Um, And, you know, I'm really thankful for it. I'm thankful for the things that I've learned, the things I've learned about myself, the even the, the lows I'm thankful for and grateful for because it, like I've kind of like I, I kind of just you learn a lot about yourself when you're in a low. I mean, obviously, like it wasn't like when you're reckless and stuff, it's like you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but it felt a lot more like a I mean, I hate to wallow and to be stuck in something, but I just the circumstances of it, it was like, yeah. I mean, there's if so, when something's unresolved in your life, it feels like you can do nothing but wallow. It's hard to move on or turn the page. But like, even though it sucked or whatever, like you really have to like come to grips with what you want and what you want to do and kind of figure out who you are and what makes you happy, what motivates you and like you make the choice to get to work. So, I mean, it's been a great and hard year. I'm forever going to remember it as a, as a, like a marker in my life for whatever comes next. Um, you know, it's thankful to have you, you know, with me through it. I mean, but you know, now, you know, over the past month, the, you know, divorce and all of that, you know, stuff is settled and, you know, moving on and turning the page. And I'm really looking forward to what this next year brings. Yeah. I'm excited for what this next year brings. Um, but yeah, it's been cool to watch you, um, and grow with you. Um, cause I mean, it hadn't been an easy year for both of us. Yeah. Um, we both, uh, had some struggles, um, and some would look at it as setbacks, but uh, it's definitely a time of growth. Um, 
And I'm glad to, you know, have reconnected with you a year and some months ago and uh, to do this journey with you. And because yeah. uh, we met, you know, 2016 mm-hmm. and you were married and, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't think we would ever be sitting here doing a podcast together or ever live together or <laughs> You know, once I left uh, Dilworth Center, we hung out a few times, but then kind of just went our separate ways because you were married. Uh, yeah. You, you know, a newish father at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had your life and uh, I was still in that party uh, mode uh, trying to figure out who I was. And a big thing for me was, you know, just comparing myself to everybody yeah. out there, um, comparing myself to uh, the people that I grew up with and went to school with, and then also comparing myself to those who were in the rooms that I was in, whether it was rehab, um, uh, AA when I was in those rooms. And just for that, it was my story was never bad enough. And on the other side, it was they're not going to accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. So I was shooting myself in the foot. And until, you know, last year happened, uh, my story uh you know, just kept getting worse because to me, it was never bad enough until it got bad enough, (laughs) you know, (laughs) until it got real bad. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I thank God for that, uh, time, Mm -hmm. um, in my life. Um, and for that happening last year, waking up off life support, um, and just seeing the people who were there, um, and came to visit me, meant mm-hmm. a lot because they didn't have to. I put them through hell over the last 10 years, an emotional roller coaster, financial roller coaster, but they were still there for me and still loved me. And mm-hmm. even when I didn't love myself, they loved me. And that was important and uh, just speaks volumes on my support, my family and the community. Yeah. I mean, it, fe- it felt like, especially like when we reconnected and we, you know, moved in together and we, especially when we started the podcast, I felt we were, I mean, we were definitely like really excited because we felt like, man, this really, not just like for the podcast or whatever that could be, but it was like, man, this really is a new beginning. Like we're getting going like with our lives and, you know, stuff's going to start to happen and, you know, keep the, the ball rolling. And this might sound cheesy, but it just came to my mind, like thinking about it, like over this past year where it almost was like we were caterpillars, like this past year, we were caterpillars and we didn't, you know, and there's, you know, we're trying to survive, we're eating, we're growing and, you know, and we could talk about it, you know, a little bit more, but it felt like, you know, almost this past like summer, like, you know, it was like we went into the the cocoon, like we were, you know, it was, we were isolated or, or going through depression and just really trying to like really turn the wheel and figure out what it is. And it just feels like now, you know, really over this past month, two months, um, like it just feels like we're breaking out of that shell and like, and it's hard to see cause you don't, you're in that cocoon. You don't realize the transformation that's taking place, but it really does feel that way. Like, you know, for you just over this past year, how much I've seen you reconnect with your family and friends. And then, I think for both of us, I mean, I can speak for myself. I really disconnected from God and Lord, the Lord, and my faith and, you know, really just the things, I mean, you know, that I believe in, you know, Jesus and what he stands for and the Holy Spirit. And it's just the same thing. I think for you is just like, we've just started to really dig into that and really accept that as part of our identity and dig deeper into what that means. Yeah. I would agree. It's helped. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, uh, you know, I definitely saw God's hand and his purpose on 
the events last year for me. Uh, and it was a big wake up call. But I would say it wasn't until this year, until we kind of moved out and got our own spot. We've been here since end of February, beginning of March, mm-hmm. uh, where we're currently at. But it wasn't until then when I really kind of started making an effort to get plugged in to the church, the community, um, and kind of living out how I'm called to live, how God's called me to live. Um, Because prior to that, when we were still living at the parents' house and recording in the garage (laughs) and whatnot, good times, but, um, you know, we, I feel like, yeah, we were not trapped, but we were kind of figuring out who we were still after going through some traumatic stuff. And letting loose a little, not in a uh, crazy way or a way that where we could get hurt or hurt ourselves. We were coasting. We were coasting. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't say treading water because it wasn't like we were we weren't trying to go somewhere. But like we were were coasting. And also, it's like like you said, we were recovering. Like I was going through my stuff and you need to like kind of reset mentally. And so were you. And also it's like, like a super thanks to your family. And like, that's a huge calling that they have is to be like a place for people to rest and not feel pressured and like, you know, to really like, it's a really heartwarming home and it was the perfect place for me. And I'm sure it was the perfect place for you too to really get your feet under you or, and feel confident in yourself. I mean, and that they're, they're, I'm so thankful for your family and you, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because they've had a few other people live there prior to um, us. I mean, I was I grew up there, but coming back, living there, and then um, I think even I told you come live with us, and then I think I let them know, like, hey, Casey's gonna come live with us. I think that's how it went down. I'm pretty. That's what you told me the other day on how, and I didn't really realize that. I was just like. I mean, I was living in Airbnb, an Airbnb in Rock Hill and I was like, okay, like I need to get out. Like, I'll just go for it. <laughs> like, this is better than nothing. Yeah. And they knew who you were. And um, I told them a little bit about what you were going through. Um, and I mean, they're non-judgmental people. I think anybody who knows them would agree with that mm-hmm. um, and just have a servant's heart. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think they were sad to see us leave when we moved out. Um, but they understood we needed our own space and it was time. Yeah. You know, we're 31 years old, but I definitely needed that time at home. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do it or I wouldn't have had as much growth without you there because I was able to talk to you about things that um, I might not necessarily have talked to them about. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very open with them, obviously. Um, but there's also boundaries that you have with your parents too. Like, obviously you can go to your parents with everything and like, I've, I've gone to my parents and my family, like with stuff where it's just like, you're bearing your heart and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like life's in shambles, just crying on the phone. And I'm sure you have too, but then there's also a point where it's like, you need to start, you know, being your own person or, or figuring out who that person you can talk to with. different Yeah. Things. Um, and they understood that. So it was good mm-hmm. to have you there, um, to be able to have those conversations. Um, and since end of April last year, um, you know, that relationship with my parents and sister started to grow Mm because it was kind of, there wasn't much of a relationship there. It was more of concern for my health, uh, what I was doing. Um, you know, is he going to make it what's going on type of relationship? And And maybe like belief and maybe belief. Do you think maybe, cause I think I saw like kind of the, 
beginning to like where it is now where it was really starting to grow like maybe belief that like this is like you've really changed this time and that you're on the right course do you think in the uh, back of her head a hundred percent um and i remember our first guest griffin um mm. when he was on the show and he was like i hope this is you know for real and you know you don't slip back into what you were dealing with and i mean that's no knock to him because everyone (laughs) has the right to say that about me Mm. and it's been a year and a half um yeah year and a half because it happened in april so coming up on a year and a half and i mean i have no desire to go back to how i was living um you know right now i'm going through some stuff that i mean i'll bring up in a little bit um but i'm not scared uh I mean, mm. it is a little stressful, but I know God's got a purpose and a plan because he could have called me home that day. I mm. mean, and there was even times over this past year and a half where I was like, why didn't you just call me home? Yeah. You know, I wasn't suicidal, but I had those thoughts like it would just have been easier at times. But um, same here. I mean, n- yeah, it wasn't never like suicide, but you're just like, what the, what am I doing? Like why? And like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, cause there's, there was days and I've mentioned it in previous episodes, I think. I mean, I was going through some depression this, uh, this year, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this summer was, I was pretty depressed this summer and had to work through that. You know, I had the suicidal thoughts, but suicide never crossed my mind of actually doing it. But I had those thoughts creep into my head and I was just like, get out of my head. Like, I'm, I don't want these thoughts. I want to be here on earth. I don't want these thoughts And, you know, I couldn't sleep, you know, just whenever I would wake up or there was light outside, just my heart was pounding. And for Mm -hmm. a while I was like, oh, that's just anxiety of unknowing of the future, fear of, you know, being single right now, not in a relationship, you know, just the stuff that I used to compare myself to others, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of where they are in life and where I was. And I wasn't purposefully doing that, but I think that kind of started to creep back in. Mm. and caused some depression and um but you were diligent about working through it like it definitely is like there's depression but it wasn't like you're accepting it no and i wasn't accepting it um you know i I know and knew at that time that you know my life is very meaningful and there's a lot of purpose for it um but yeah i was having to work through that and i was very open with you um my parents and those in the circle um, about what was going on. And, um, you know, I didn't try and white knuckle it or hide it. I was very open, I believe. And yeah. Dr. Dodd, uh, who's a lifesaver, um, been seeing him for the, I guess, past maybe five years, uh, here in Charlotte at level ground Christian therapy. So if you need, uh, therapy, go see him or his wife, Cindy, uh, they're kind of near Charlotte Catholic off 51. But, um, when I went and talked to him, I was like, I'm having some anxiety, you know, unsure about the career. I'm single. I want to be in a relationship and married, but I'm not rushing it. Um, forcing anything like I have in the past. And, you know, over a few, uh, sessions, he was like, I think you're just dealing with some mild depression. And, um, you know, he was like, why don't you go talk to, um, your psychiatrist and see about getting on some medicine. Doesn't have to be forever. And I was like, bet that's fine uh because i had been on medicine prior but you know it you go to one rehab place they put you on a few medicines you go to the next they take you off one put you on three more and just that cycle continues to where you're a zombie yeah. and not who you uh are 
So going to Dr. Cottle, you know, that helped and got on the right medication and, um, and just started, uh, you know, getting out and just trying to do stuff. And a big thing I've been praying for was community, um, Mm. and career. And both of those have been answered (laughs) career. We're still working. The ships have sailed. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, the barn brothers is something over this past year that I've gotten really plugged into and formed a community on Tuesday nights and, you know, not just Tuesday nights, other nights, those are guys that I can call, uh, Foxhole brothers, I would say. Um, but you know, some of my good friends now are 60, 70 years old. Um, and then one of our previous guests, I think episode 32, Brianna O'Shea, um, Mm -hmm. she's become kind of like family to us, a sister almost for you and I, um, we hang out with her a lot and have gotten to know some of her friends and that's been another kind of community aspect. Um, I would say. And really seeing like, because like we're third, we're 31 now we've gone. It felt like, at least for me is like, I made the friends I'm going to. And like, what does that look like finding new friendships or new communities or new people, like new people to hang out with and, you know, enjoy life with. And it's just crazy. It really is crazy how God works in that. Like he'll answer your prayers or your heart's desire without even really knowing it. And like, that's what it's like. We're seeing like the, like the blossoming of that and a lot more, you know, awesome things that are happening too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say at least once a week we're hanging out with her and, uh, her friends, Mm -hmm. um, that we've gotten to know and, um, you know, friends become family. Um, and, you know, when we're struggling, we can talk to her and vice versa and stuff. And then also Hope Community Church has been another community um, aspect for me, whereas before I was just going on Sundays and not really, you know, getting involved because it was for me, it was hard because there's no Sunday school. Um, they do have outings and different events, but um, I just kind of wasn't going to those and no excuse, just wasn't going. Um, but finally community group started and I've gotten into one and, um, I'm just excited, uh, for this semester for the community groups and the growth and the people that I've met in my groups and just to, uh, grow deeper in those relationships. There's one guy who, um, I met the first night and, um, every time since is, you know, we've gotten closer and we hung out this past Sunday a little bit after Mm. the Panthers game. So that's been cool. Um, cause community was a big, um, thing I've been praying for because, you know, as I've mentioned before, and I know I've talked to you about, you know, I lost a lot of, of my community along the way Mm. on my journey just cause people got tired of how I was acting and, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was kind of a, uh, up in the air, what's going to happen when we go out or, you know, yeah, you know, flaky when you don't show up to certain things after a while, people kind of like, all right, why am I in this relationship with this guy? Well, and to even the ones that, I mean, are still your really close friends and love you. There's still that history, not to say that they hold any of that against you, but it's like, you also want the opportunity to have someone know you and not have that, I mean, scar or mark on their minds of what it, your friendship is with them and like you want the opportunity to start like form new friendships and have that be built on solid ground and all Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. And, um, the other thing that I've been praying for, for a while, (laughs) 
um, and talking with you about for a while and my parents um, and a few others is the career. And I know I've mentioned it on the podcast probably for a while now. And part of that prayer has been answered. Um, so that's where now, you know, it's a little stressful because I'm unsure of what I want to do and where the Lord wants to use me. But I know he's going to provide for me because um, I went into work well two and a half weeks ago and um, got a call. And they said at the end of the day, come into the office. And <laughs> I was unsure of what was going on. And um, they were like, we're going to lay you off. And I, I mean, I was upset, you know, yeah. natural reaction. I was upset. You know, I'm losing an income and uh, it wasn't something I loved. It was a job. And I let them know uh, when I had first you know, been interviewed or whatever in January of 20. Uh, but, you know, I said, thank y'all. It's an answer to prayers. And I mean, <laughs> I think they might've been a little like, what do you mean answer to prayers? <laughs> um, but, you know, the Lord forced that and allowed that to happen. Whereas I would still be there today, you know, yeah. because I mean, I talked to you a bunch, like I was, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm tired of working, doing land surveying. I mean, it's been a blessing over the past three years because of what's happened in my life, but it's, I don't have any purpose, feel any purpose when I go mm. into work. And, um, so that's been a big prayer and part of it's been answered. And so I know he's going to provide for me, but it's kind of where and what, and how is he going to use me? Mm. How do you think, so how are you, this just popped into my head. Like, how are you praying? Like, are you praying like as diligently as you did? Not to say it's like about being diligent with prayer, but like, like you, you're, are you seeking like him to be like, your will be like, put the open, whatever that door that it is for me, you know, that mm -hmm. is that how you're, you're yeah. like approaching it? Yeah. Whereas before, um, and I would, you know, pray for Lord, get me out of this situation. Lord, don't let me die tonight. Mm. Lord, allow these charges to get dropped, whatever yeah. it may be. But now it's Lord or like, Lord, how do give you me want the job like right yeah, now? Lord, yeah. Yeah. Give me the job where I can make the most money, whatever. But now it's Lord, use me and put me where you want me to mm. be. You know, I've tried it my way and for my will to be done. And we saw how that all played out and y'all have heard how it's played out. Um, and a handful of y'all listening have lived it with me. But yeah, now it's Lord, just your will be done, not mine, because I can't do it by myself. Um, and, you know, as um, one of our previous guests, Mark Whitaker, um, who's actually become a pretty good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, so episode 31, go check that out. Uh, talks about greed and just money. And uh, if he had gotten to the Bill Gates level, it wouldn't have been enough. Um, and then you hear about a lot of the Hollywood and people who have you know, a lot of money just aren't happy in life. So money's not everything. And, you know, I want to be very successful in life, but to me, success is not measured by money all the time. That's no longer the the goal or the, the measure of it for you. No, I want to have a, you know, a comfortable and live a comfortable life and provide for a family, hopefully, if I'm blessed to have one. But uh, I want to be uh, remembered as someone who cared and was um, you know, took the time to get to know you and, um, go out of my way to help you, but, you know, definitely don't care about how much money I have, but I want to have enough to live and, you know, be comfortable and, um, enjoy life. But no, 
to me now, life's not measured about how much money I have or how big the house is, but I just want to be able to wake up every day and enjoy what I'm doing and uh, just know and that I'm making a difference in somebody's life and mm-hmm. would love to be able to use my story and um, the things that I've overcome and dealt with in life to help somebody, yeah. um, you know, whether that's in a sales role and I, you know, get to know someone uh, through a relationship and kind of just tell them my story as I get to know them better outside of the work environment or, you know, I'm able to use my story in a work environment. Um, and I, yeah. But right now, like, I just don't know what that looks like. And that's what's making this process kind of hard. Um, yeah. I mean, because it's hard. I mean, how I feel for like what like your career or whatever it is, is it's whatever is going to enable you to connect with as many people as possible during a day and have a meaningful impact. I mean, because that's something that I wish I had where you can on a dime go over and make a friend with the neighbor the homeless man down the street, somebody that you met at a restaurant and like then become a friend and be like, yeah, we're going to go get, you want to go, get, I'm going to go get lunch with them next week now. And that's something that is such a gift that not many, not a lot of people have. I mean, not even like in a sale and it's not in a salesy way. And that's why it's hard where it's like, I know you, you, you probably think or, or think it's like, I don't want to get pinged in like, I'm just like a sales role guy. And that's what it is. Cause you want it to be meaningful. But whatever that, whatever it is, I just feel like it's going to be something where you're going to be able to connect with as many people as possible and, and have a connection with them, whether, and besides whatever the thing that you're doing, like as the job title or the the career or whatever it is, but on a personal, spiritual, emotional level, you're able to connect and feel that connection with them. Yeah. And I like you know, it's like you're praying for the God, you know, you, 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 you knock, you open the door. You, he wants to give us our heart's desires. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, do, do prime example, you've been looking for a job, you know, wanting to get out of this career and, and for the door to be anything. open. And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to open the door and kick you through it. I'm going <laughs> to close the door you're in and, yeah. you know, push you out into the hallway <laughs> and get you one step closer to that career. What is it going to be? I don't know, but yeah, uh, wherever he wants to use me is where I want to be. Yeah, uh, I have no desires now of where I want to be because um, I've tried that and it didn't get me anywhere except um, facing prison time and then um, life support in yeah. a hospital bed on the ninth floor, which just was chaos. Nothing. Yeah, chaos. And that was my life. No purpose. And as my mom said in episode 23, um, you know, they were just watching a train wreck and just waiting for that train to wreck. Uh, and I mean, as hard as it is to hear, you know, or was to hear, um, you know, I can't imagine her, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say at peace, but like if that was, you know, if it, if it was time for me to go home last April, then, you know, she was, I don't know the term. So mom, you can you know, <laughs> let me know later, because it wasn't at peace, but my life, I just wasn't living with purpose. So she knew she would see me again in heaven. Um, mm. And it was hard for her to accept that she wouldn't be able to talk to me again on earth, but she knew she would see me again mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, I believe that God sent his son to die for my sins and um, she knows I'm a believer. And so she knew she would see me again, but I just wasn't living my life with any purpose. And so on episode 23, she elaborates about that. Um mm. But I mean, I can't imagine a mom, you know, having to come to grips in terms with that. 
Yeah, especially with how, I mean, she's like, you know, constantly doing like community groups and I'm sure she's got her prayer groups and all that. And it's like, she was diligently like, you know, print, like you were on her mind having to like work through that. And like, that's hard. And it, like, it, it's fun. Like it's, wasn't a train wreck. Like it was like the train just came, like came into the next stop really hot and screeched <laughs> to a halt and rattled all the the cars. And like, thank God it didn't topple over. Yeah, for real. Thank God. <laughs> and destroy the station. Correct. Yeah. Um, but we're here now. We got some coffee and now like we're back. We're chugging along. Yeah, next, we're chugging next along. Um, and I mean, I had my first speaking engagement mm-hmm. um, last week, uh, which was an awesome experience. So thank you to the Auburn ATO brothers um, down in Auburn, Alabama. Um, and I mean, that was just a cool connection of how that happened. Um, and so, um, and he's going to come on the show eventually, but Jack Hilton and the Hilton family are amazing. Uh, I've gotten to know them just through my parents and, uh, with the special needs, um, Sunday school class at Carmel Baptist. And we're actually Sunday or excuse me, Friday night having a, joy prom for them at the Ballantine resort, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that just brings a smile to my face. Just seeing, you know, our friends, um, just having a special night for them. And cause a lot of them didn't go to get to go to a prom, mm-hmm. um, in high school. And it ranges from 18 to, you know, 70 year olds. I'm not sure the exact age, but it's a very special night and something I'll always look forward to. And it's been several years since it's, been put on because Carmel Baptist used to do it, but now um, the special needs, um, the joy class at Carmel Baptist has raised money um, um, and are putting that on. So excited for that. Mm-hmm. But um, Jack um, is the youngest and he's a sophomore at Auburn, but he went this summer to Poland and Ukraine on a mission trip and um, we went over to their house one night and he shared about that and somehow my story got brought up or part of my story. And so I shared a little bit with him. Then, uh, me and him went out to breakfast and it's supposed to be maybe like 30 minute to an hour breakfast turned into two and a half hour breakfast mm-hmm. and just shared my story in depth with him. And he was like, bro, you need to come down to Auburn. I need to talk to our chaplain and figure out a way to get you down here just to share your story um, with the brothers and pledges and um, the other fraternities. And so was going down and going to speak to ATO and other fraternities didn't work out. So I just spoke at ATO. Next time we'll speak at um, more fraternities. But I think it was good just to go down this one time and just speak with the ATO pledges and brothers and share my story and kind of have that as like a home base almost for when I go Mm. and just allow them to hear my story so they can tell the other fraternities. And, um, so it'll be and good practice. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. it was great practice. So Tuesday night, um, of last week, uh, which I think was the fourth went down, um, and had dinner with a few. And then, uh, later that evening, we, um, sat around, had cigars, um, 10, 15 of us. And I shared in depth of kind of my story about an hour and a half, two hours. And they asked a few questions. And um, so that was good. Just telling in depth kind of version of my story and 
asked them kind of, you know, which out of that should I share with the pledges tomorrow and mm-hmm. whatever brothers attend. And so they were able to um, kind of allow me to first practice and then just get some feedback on, you know, what's needed um, mm-hmm. for the pledges to hear. And so that was good. So Wednesday night went to the house and shared my story in front of 60 or so of pledges and a few brothers and um, for about 40 minutes and um, then had a Q&A and they asked a lot of good questions, you know, um, you know, what's something I'm struggling with now, you know, mm-hmm. whereas before it was the cocaine use and, um, you know, just partying all the time and just running through girls, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But now, you know, I was able to say right now, it's just being alone. Um, Because the last relationship I was in ended in March of this year. And the old me would have jumped back into a relationship or I would have found one relatively quick. But, you know, I haven't been on a date since March of or whenever her and I broke up. And it's been hard. And that was part of the depression um, because I'm so used to having people around all the time. Mm. and kind of got used to being in rehabs or wherever, you know, yeah. it was because someone was always around. Yeah. And there's always activity going on. Correct. And, you know, even living in an apartment, there was always activities going on. And now we're in a house, you know, there's no amenities here. <laughs> um, and there's not, you know, a girl I'm dating, I can call up, hey, let's go do this. So it's really been having to, you know, figure out who I am, who Charles is and um, have that growth and, you know, also figure out your baseline, like what your baseline is for how you would want to live your life. If there was no one, you know, correct. Cause no one's going to make me happy except for myself. I mean, people will make me happy, but it starts with me. And if I didn't love myself, like I didn't in the past, how was I going to love someone else? So I'm learning how to love myself which I do love myself nowadays. Um, and, you know, had to go through a lot to figure that out, but I wouldn't change um, the past because it's made me who I am. It's made me strong and I'm able to go and share my story. Um, like I did at Auburn and um, coming up here at Calvary day school, November 9th uh, down in Winston Salem, able to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was good practice. Um, one getting up in front of just, a larger audience um, and, you know, telling it a few different ways, different versions because of just time. Um, but yeah, Winston-Salem down there is going to be in front of 400 kids, 7th through 12th grade. So that'll be mm-hmm. very large audience, I think 25, 30 minutes. And they want us to kind of do it as a podcast recording and um, so the kids can listen to it. Um so I've been kind of thinking of ways to do that. And I know you're going down with me, which will be mm-hmm. helpful. And hopefully mom and, you know, some other people will maybe come down just for support. That's a very big audience for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the largest audience you've ever, I mean, yeah. spoken in front of. Mm-hmm. Um, and Van Wade will be up there and I, we might do a and a kind of thing. I'm not sure. Still figuring that out. But um, so we'll record that um, so everyone will be able who listens to the podcast will be able to hear uh, me down there uh, speaking. And then I guess me and you can maybe just do a kind of talking about it afterwards, kind of like we're doing now on our one year anniversary. Um, So I'm excited for that and many more to come. Hopefully Um, met a guy at the barn last night who uh, 
is friends with one of the pastors at Central Church and hmm. would like for me to um, speak to the youth group there. And he wants to make that happen and talk to one of the pastors. So, um, you know, maybe that's what the Lord wants me to do. I don't know. You know, um, if anyone listening and needs. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a part of your life. I mean, it's not it's something that. I think you've you've chosen to be whether it's this is the career right now or whatever that I'm gonna diligently work at this to make it whatever it needs to be, mm-hmm. and that I think you know that God and time and whenever things happen and things align and you know it you would love for this to be what it is and you know be your career be your your life's journey you know and that's just that's in God's hands really yeah. and all you can do is keep keep digging keep going to the well and being dil- and you have we you have been we have been mm-hmm. you know we're not going <laughs> back to our old ways because we know how that's going to uh turn out if we do yeah and <laughs> and we both i know you included um i would think you've told me but we both want to be in relationships but we just know right now is not it hadn't been the time we've had to work on ourselves um over these last several months and just you know we've been giving it up to god whenever it is time yeah it'll happen um and yeah yeah and for you i mean for for you definitely and then for me a little different a little different because i mean there's a real seriousness and like heaviness to what a serious relationship or what that looks like after you know the divorce and everything you know i will say this um you know you know my ex-wife she was you know was the I loved her, loved my life, best friend. And, you know, it sucks to do. And part of the things I'm dealing with is just the shame and the regret and the letdown of letting it turn into what it did. And, you know, I'm very thankful for where we're at now. And, you know, I'm thankful that we have our son who's, you know, no matter what happens between us, you know, whatever in the future if, you know, we both move on or whatever happens, you know, we'll have our son, which is, you know, equal parts of us. Like we'll still, like, it's not gone, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a a living memory of it. Um, hmm. That's hard. Yeah. But I mean, mean, I'm tearing up right now thinking because it's just, you don't think about it until you start talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it is a heavy thing to deal with. And, you know, so, you know, moving of, you know, I love, I'll say this, whoever I marry next, I, you know, I still believe in marriage. I still believe in the power of marriage and family and wanting to have that family, whatever that looks like, you know, I do not want my, my, my next marriage is my last marriage. And, you know, especially with, you know, my son and how young he is, like, it's very important to me that I take that seriously and carefully and that whoever that is, is a person that I could see in his life forever or, and, you know, it's just, there's, there's so much comp, not complications, like anxiety, there's anxiety and stress about it and like going back and forth. But, you know, there's also just a patience to it that, you know, I'm, I'm learning. And, you know, also like, I'll say this is like, I've been really this past week, like, I think it's been on my heart, like from the Lord, from the Lord is just like, you've got to change your perspective for like, not like the goal is to get married again, but the goal should be whatever his purpose is or what he wants me to do in that, in that day or in that week or what his desires are for my life. And I've got to take my eyes off of, I mean, of course he wants to give us our heart's desires and he knows that he already knows what we want. I mean, that's the thing about, it. he knows what we want, mm-hmm. but it's about 
trying just to align your day or your thoughts on like, what does he want right now? And then like the stuff just magically like appears in front of you that you want, you know, like it's weird, but that's happened in my life over and over again. I know it's happened to yours. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, it's just the crazy thing about it. And so like, that's, what's been on, like, I'm trying to change my focus for like, what is that going to look like A, a relationship or even, you know, my business and, you know, all of that, but just trying to be like, it's like that, that verse, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's like, you know, everything you do is like worship to, you know, do it as worship under God, under God. Mm-hmm. and like, not to get like super religious to that, but it's like, even if you're like, you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe in God or anything like that. You should treat your day. Like I'm being grateful and I am like rejoicing as much as I can in the things that I have to do, even if it's hard and I'm digging ditches or whatever it is that you're trying to do it to the best of your ability to fulfill your day and to be pleased with it and feel that like, you know, you know, for me, that it was like, you know, I felt like I, I pleased God or what I'm doing. I tried in that moment, even if it was just like for a five minute stretch where it's like, you know, like you got it. But like, that's just that's what I'm trying to in this next, you know, phase, this next chapter, the post one year episode to focus on for me, because I know I can get distracted with a bunch of the external stuff, mm-hmm. which may not be in alignment with what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I mean, since I've gotten laid off, it's, it's been hard. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know that he's going to provide and, you know, I do pray for his will to be done, not mine, but it has been hard. Um, cause I don't know what I want to do and, um, and I don't know where he wants me. Um, I haven't heard anything or felt anything or seen anything that, you know, is pushing me in a certain direction. And, and maybe that's on purpose. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just like, like God, like you're in it, you haven't found it yet. And you're not trying to make something work that you don't want to make work. Correct. And you're keeping your options open, your, your heart open to whatever yeah. may come. And maybe it, this episode, someone will hear it and, you know, maybe. this will turn into something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's something like you were saying, like every day hasn't, you know, I haven't been giving it my all. Um, and I mean, you could probably, and I haven't either. Yeah. Like, you know, we all fall short. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been kind of lazy and, um, you know, it'll, it'll come to me when it's, you know, supposed to, and that's not the attitude, you know, I need to be putting my foot forward and I've been trying, but it's just hard when I have literally no idea where yeah I want to be and where he wants me. Um, so if anyone out there is listening and, as a need or would like to network, <laughs> reach out and let's grab coffee or, um, the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com. Yes. The <laughs> rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com. We've gotten <laughs> a few emails, um, from some people wanting to connect and share their stories, which has been awesome. Uh, my mom said that a lot of people just don't email anymore. I don't know. Um, but, um, reach out to, you know, via email, if you still do that, or we have an Instagram, we have an Instagram that people can follow and, uh, message us on there. They it's, can slide into our DMS, slide into our DMS. It's the underscore rabbit underscore hole underscore show. Um, so it's the rabbit hole show underscores after each word and mm-hmm. send us a message there. Um, or if you have our cell phone numbers, feel free to shoot us a text. And, um, but yeah, I would love to connect with any and everyone. Um, if y'all have any questions, you know, that we, um, 
can answer for y'all on the show that'd be awesome too mm-hmm. um and um thank y'all again just for this year it's been awesome uh yeah don't know what the next year is gonna hold um but we have i think maybe one or two guests lined up so um we have one more next week coming out um that'll be episode 47 and that'll be uh with Stephen hazel and he's from renew ministries or was there when i was there um he's got a cool story powerful story and uh just how you know you can be doing right and but doing it for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and um the lord's gonna you know grab your attention even when everyone thinks you're doing the right thing but deep down your intentions are incorrect mm-hmm. um his story is powerful. Um, and if you want to come on the show, um, like I said, we only have one or two uh, lined up. You always figure out a way two. to get a couple more. Uh, some, yeah. <laughs> the Lord provides and Barn Brothers uh, have uh, been a good outlet for some guests. Um, mm. So if you do have a story you want to share, and um, you know, you know, share your vulnerability and your story, um, struggles you've had, because uh, we all have them. Something I didn't know. You know I thought <laughs> I was the only one. And uh, that's BS. <laughs> yeah, it's BS. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're not alone. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, as I read in the mission statement earlier, and shout out to my mom and Laura Beth for helping me, uh, you know, edit that and perfect that um because that is something that i feel like we needed for the show and also for the sign um a lot of our guests who have come to uh, record here at the house have asked about the sign and um so i will say thank you to um the ex-girlfriend um jess uh thank you for the sign um mm-hmm. you know it was supposed to be a birthday present but we broke up and it uh turned into a i'm proud of you kind of gift present and uh it's very special and meaningful and um she's a great gal yeah um, and and just a testament besides you guys even just dating the thought like i'll say like as a compliment to her too without it being we hopefully it's not weird <laughs> but you know like that's a very personal gift and that's a sign of somebody that i mean to give that obviously for a boyfriend but something that was very important to you and something that you were starting and that's just something that shows her heart is that she's going to, she cares about people and what they desire and what they want and what they're, they're shooting for and will find ways to be a part of that. And, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. It's special. And I mean, very dear to my heart and, um, you know, she means a lot to me and, um, mm-hmm. um, who knows, but, um, yeah, it's very special. And like you said, uh, you know, she's very thoughtful and, um, just signs that there's awesome people out there. Yeah. And she's a good teacher. She's a school teacher. Um, but yeah, she's a good girl and uh, I'm proud of her. Um, and, um, real quick, I want to, I've read it before. I don't remember when, um, but it was the, uh, story kind of poem, whatever you want to call it. I uh, wrote at the ranch in Tennessee prior to getting arrested, and then uh, roughly two months prior to me ending up on life support. And um, it was it's from the perspective of my mom's cell phone and all the phone calls that her cell phone had heard over the years, kind of. And basically the last phone call um, is the um, this phone call. 
Um, so I'm going to read that, and um, it's titled Phone Calls. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, it's me again. Is he okay? We need you to come identify the body. Why? What happened? No, no, no. I've been fearing this call. He didn't even make it to 30 years old. Dialing 704-577 and then the rest of my number. (laughs) (laughs) Ring, ring. Hey, it's Charles. Sorry, can't come to the phone right now. Leave a message at the beep and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks and have a great day. Hi. It's your mom. Just got a call to come identify your body and can't believe this day I feared has actually come. I pray this is a dream and I wake up from this nightmare. Why are you gone? What happened? What could I have done? I can't handle this pain and didn't know you had all this pain and suffering. Why couldn't you talk to me? Where did I go wrong? I can't hold and touch you. No more hugs or kisses. I don't have to dread the phone call I just got. No mother should have to go through this. No mother should have to go through this. Many calls I got from the hospitals, cops, jails. And this call I hope I can recover from. You're my firstborn, oldest leader and now you're gone. I don't get to have tears of joy when you find the girl to marry and walk down the aisle. Be there to hold your firstborn. Why couldn't I outlive you? What could I have done differently? Why did I have to get this call I've been dreading? This shouldn't happen to a mother. Just know your love and we're the best son a mom could ask for. Rest in peace, and I'll see you in heaven. Just know you weren't a burden, and it was a joy to be your mother. Beep, and the phone clicks. So that's kind of, the first time I read it, I remember I was tearing up on the show um but it's been a year and a half since life support uh a year since you know we've started this podcast mm-hmm. a year to the date to be exact uh, october 12th probably right about now we're getting into the garage to, <laughs> to record the first to, episode yeah <laughs> and um and we didn't know what the this would look like how long it would last um just wanted to share my story and then people suggested why don't you have guests on and i said well what are the guests going to talk about hey griffin yeah (laughs) griffin you want to come talk about the day the tattoo shop when i (laughs) tore the tattoo shop up and they tried to arrest me for robbery and other stuff and you talked them out of that and um yeah then got COVID a week later and uh reached out to hope way to get uh into there again they said no and then went to the ranch and uh told my family i think as i was driving up there here's the place i'll be the number because i hadn't been talking to them for a while Mm -hmm. and was there 31 32 days got out an hour later two hours later was arrested and um and i'll talk about that day in depth at some point um um just not ready to go into depth um on the podcast about that maybe the day. year two anniversary maybe yeah Look for keep listening to get to the year two <laughs> yeah at some point <laughs> i'll go into depth but um you know it wasn't just me involved that day um unfortunately but um you know god's mercy and grace were shown um on me and because uh, an individual could have pressed charges on me and you know i, I would be in prison right now and Mm-hmm. For some reason, he decided not to press charges, and uh, I don't know why, but, um, you know, just grace and mercy, because uh, it could have been a lot worse than what it was. So someday I'll talk about that in the near future, um, but uh, got released, you know, a few weeks later, uh, and then 20-some days after that, you know, went on my last uh, 
Bender and um and there was other people involved that night who I won't, you know, mention and stuff um cuz it doesn't matter. Uh you know, I was the one who um needed that wake up call and got that wake up call and I think others got the wake up call as well seeing uh the dangers of cocaine and um you know as I said before I I think I'd done more amounts than I had that night but I mean my body had just been going through it for 10 years 9 years and yeah, it was, was the straw it was just ready to you know we're not going to be doing this anymore <laughs> and you know thank god that you know I was able to come out of that and uh have the story to tell and to share you know like I s- said earlier you know I went to Auburn um going to Calvary Day School and so I want to be able to share to the younger generations college high school even middle school uh cuz um you know I thought I was invincible until I found out I wasn't mm-hmm. and um you know I don't want to be preachy at all to the kids um or groups I speak to just want to be open raw and real and allow them to see you know who I was and uh kind of what I became and if you choose to do that then you know here's kind of how it'll play out and if that's what you want or be a version of the story or be a version of the story um um you know I just hope no one has to go through that full version that I did but reality is that some people will and I told the guys at Auburn you know some of y'all in this room will probably be dead in the next five to ten years whether it's an overdose or suicide um you know and I hope that I'm incorrect but just that um, statistically, you know, that it'll happen because mm-hmm. um, I've had a few fraternity brothers um, pass away um, from um, overdose and suicide. And it, it's it's tough and it's mm-hmm. it doesn't just affect you. And um, it's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while you might be out of your pain and misery, uh, just the impact uh, that is left down here for others to pick up and try and move on just you can't life won't be the same yeah. um you kind of have to adapt and learn how to live with that pain and that loss yeah um it's hard yeah. and um and i'm thankful that the suicides i tried and um had planned that never uh went through with them they never happened um because god intervened mm-hmm. um and didn't allow those to happen because i wouldn't be here today um so um anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap up this one year anniversary talk no uh one thing i'll add is just i i want thankful for your family but then i just want to shout out to you know to my family my parents my brothers and sisters you know as much as i couldn't have done it without you know you and your family and, and the community here i absolutely could not have done it without them and yeah i'm so thankful for them and yeah, it just brings it. I'm so emotional for like just thinking of, I mean, how much they did for me and do for me constantly and how much prayer. I mean, it's just like your, your parents, you know, they are for me and it's just amazing to have great family and we're so blessed and lucky to have that because not everybody does. And yeah, it's just a shout out to them. And I'm just so looking forward to this next year, whatever it brings and that you know, I just pray that, you know, we both go into it with a full head of steam and, you know, with, you know, a a passion and a fire that, you know, doesn't go out and, you know, and just makes us stronger and brings us 
more unexpected things that we couldn't even imagine would happen. You know, I would like this year, you know, and put this out there just for this to be, you know, a year for us of like the unexplainable in the best of way where it's like the most unimaginable great things happen to us and the people that were around, even if it's not directly to us, but the people that we know that it's just an amazing year. 2023, the year of Jordan. Amen. Um, and also, um, a close family friend, um, of ours, uh, Samantha texted me, um, last Tuesday and said that, uh, we kind of need to have a jingle for the podcast. Like one we kind of do at the beginning and then one at the end, like one jingle, but play it at the beginning and the end. So if anyone has any ideas of what that could be or the sound or whatever. Yeah, or is there a musician and can just jingle away since yeah, some recordings. Um, I love the idea, but I don't know what that jingle could be or will be. Um, to, to any of our listeners, if y'all have any ideas, reach out and um, would love to hear whatever you have. Uh, again, um, if you want to come on the show um, as a guest, uh, would love to have you because we all have a story and we all have struggles and we're not alone. Um, but it does take vulnerability to come on and share your story and struggles. Um, but if that's something you want to do, please do not hesitate. We'd love to have you um, at the house to record um, or via Zoom. Um, so no matter where you are, we can record, um, but would love to have you because that's the point and purpose of this podcast. Um, you know, as I said at the beginning, we were recording just to share my story, kind of, and KC's idea to do the podcast. And um, then KC and the family, I think, and others were like, you need to have guests on. So we had Griffin as our first guest and kind of didn't really know what that would look like, but it's turned into something amazing. Um, and just for our listeners and for me, it's been helpful uh, just to hear other people's stories and their struggles. Um, because for me and our listeners, uh, just being able to resonate with someone's story, you know, I might not resonate with every part of that person's story or resonate with any of it, but just to hear someone else share their story, um, is impactful because you don't know a man or a woman until you know their story. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when you truly get to know someone, uh, but it takes vulnerability. And, um, so it started with me being vulnerable, I guess the mm -hmm. people saying, you know, have guests on to talk and we didn't know what we'd talk about, <laughs> but it turned into kind of just a podcast of hope and, um, people sharing their stories and struggles so that others will know that, Hey, you're not alone. We all have something and, um, and just a place for community, um, cause it's needed. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you, it's hard to walk alone. Mm -hmm. Um, we've tried it and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so again, thank y'all for tuning in to episode 46, just the one year anniversary, just Casey and I kind of talking about this past year. Um, and again, thank you to my family, uh, mom, dad, Laura, Beth, um, and uh, if you want to hear the episode with my parents, go check out episode 23. Um, and then Casey's episode is episode 11. Uh, they're all amazing episodes. They're all very different. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's been a good year. Um, 
and uh, my mom's been making a scrapbook kind of over the year. <laughs> um, so that's something uh, special that I'll be able to have. And, you know, we'll be able to look at hopefully when we have kids and are married and that's know, awesome. using walkers and canes or whatever <laughs> for sure to get around. But um, just thank y'all for this one year staying with us um, for our new listeners um, and the listeners to come. Uh, thank y'all. Love y'all. And, um, again, stay tuned for next week, episode 47 with Stephen Hazel, um, who was with me at Renew Ministries and, um, and then also just, um, follow and subscribe on Spotify and Apple podcasts and, um, and then we'll work on, um, getting stuff up on YouTube. I know some people use that as a platform. That, yeah, but- that'll be year two resolution that. Yeah. I, I figure that out or we figure that out because yeah. <laughs> we've, we've had our own stuff, you know, that we've been dealing with and, um, we've kind of gotten through a lot of that. And, um, so it's, it's been a good year. You know, we didn't, we started and didn't know where the podcast was going to go and mm-hmm. we've made it a year and, um, we'll see where year two takes us. Season two mm-hmm. takes us. Should this be season two, episode one? I think, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Season- so not episode forty six. This will be season. You'll see the season two, episode one yeah. on your list. Maybe I don't know how it works, but I don't know. I'll, that's yeah. what I'll put in the thing. I like that. Um. So again, love y'all, and as always, this is Charles signing off, and Casey behind the mic, and soon behind the computer in future episodes. <laughs> All righty. Thank y'all. Love y'all, and uh, hope y'all have a great rest of your week and great weekend. Love y'all. Goodbye. Awesome, man. I think so.